every time. Every time you miss your mark on that What's one. What's going on, everybody, <laughs> to another hot mess of sweat and grime. Tonight, you got the man with the pipes. What's going on, everybody? Mr. Brian Furness. And on the board, you have got Mr. Rick, the one and only Dick Valco. One of a kind. And that is literally all we have for you tonight. It's the Fab 2. It right is. from the it's, beginning. Yeah, it's back to the Fab 2. Look at that. Carrying sweat and grime all the way through. So we should really inform the audience that that the Walmart greeter that it is that is Walmart fuck I'm by just, the way I'm if, totally our, if, if anybody's <laughs> looking for a fucking Walmart greeter you can have ours yeah ours so, fucking sucks Matt Walmart greeter motherfucking Totten tonight uh, last minute informed us which it's understandable he yeah. couldn't make it because he's going to she had a, his daughter had a dance or something I don't fucking know it's family you know what we get it no big deal but we had to razz him and give him some shit and yeah. so in our little group text. Rick turns around and he's like, I'm not gonna be able to make it. And I'm like, Well, motherfucker. Well, I seen the I seen the ship wrecking. Yeah. So I might as well jump the bandwagon. And I'm like, now what are we gonna do? Because we don't have any episodes in the queue. Like, I gotta go make a best of or find some rebroadcast episode. And he's like, No, no, I'm just kidding. Now this all happens in our group text with Matt Walmart greeter motherfucking Totten. Not a word is said. No. So Zero. we show up here tonight. We sit down, we're getting all the knobs tuned, all the buttons pushed, all we're, the dials we dialed. We got Mark on the phone. And we call up our guest, Mr. Mark. And what does Mark say, Rick? Guys, I can't do it tonight. I told I re- Tot. I referred, <laughs> I referred this message to Totten. And of course, Totten, our Walmart greeter. You know what? Totten is the kind of guy that he wouldn't even wave at you as you walked by when you said goodbye. No, he would sit there and glance at his glance up from his phone to make sure that you weren't stealing shit, obviously, under your arms, and then he'd yeah. look back down at his phone. He'd be like, hey, don't forget the penny ride on the pony on the way out. Actually, let's be honest. It's Tot, so he'd probably be talking to some fairly attractive female on a Walmart scale. I mean, let's be Tot honest, on the be Walmart scale. on some, like, 90-year-old handicapped woman. That's it. The Walmart scale, somewhat attractive 90-year-old woman. But with the stash that he's got going on right now, I don't even know if you could get him out of the fucking men's hygiene that's true. Like you know what he'd be doing, like full tot. Like what? if you guys really want to know how tot is in real life, tot would be complimenting like the the newness of her tennis balls on her walker. Exactly. Like that's the yeah. sort of guy that tot is. Is he would notice that and point it out and and give some ninety year old woman an immense sense of pride. Yeah, you know what? In he, her tennis balls, <laughs> he would he would go to a tennis court and go steal the actual Wilson tennis Fuck balls, yeah, the name brand. Yeah, right yeah. from the tennis court and be like, absolutely, put these on, honey. Yeah. Matter of fact, I will dedicate my weekend to upgrading your walker. And meanwhile, in the background, while he's doing all of this, the podcast is just disintegrating in flames. Yeah, you know, it's kind of just one of those things like, what the fuck did we do last weekend? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We helped fucking top move. Yeah. You and I. He's a disaster. Down two flights of fucking stairs. Holy shit, is he calling already? Uh, we got we got a call in. Wow. Let's answer. Hello. Shalom. So what on is, the phone. <laughs> whoa, hang on, hang on. I feel like we just gotta What are you doing? Oh, are we gonna officially start now? We should probably explain before we fire off the music. Cut your music. Cut Everybody, your music. Everybody, welcome Eric Strubick to oh, the podcast. Oh, I see. You're doing a continuation. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. That was well, tasteful. Good. That was a tasteful. That. Strubig, what's going on? Oh, just living the dream. One nightmare at a time. 
Well, we were just explaining to the audience what happened tonight. So we were we were told by Mr. Totten at the last minute he wasn't able to make it. So we show up, and then our guest says, oh, yeah, I'm not able to do it tonight. I told Tot, and Tot never relayed the message. So now we're in this position of we had to find a last-minute guest. Actually, we went for last-ditch effort. We really did, and Eric has always been there and always uh, sees us through. And as yet again, another shining example, Mr. Stroke Big is here on the phone. Stroke Big. What up, what up, what up? Bottom of the barrel. The bottom of the barrel. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got pictures and videos of him at the bottom of the barrel. Well, in Vegas. <laughs> we need to post those. <laughs> Eric, say it again. <laughs> Eric, what is going on, my man? Oh, just, you know, living the dream, getting ready for another busy work week next week and trying to get my stuff squared away this weekend. Where are you going next week? Uh, I fly out Monday to Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Nice. Yeah. You going to go visit old Poke Me Feller? That's way up there. No, no I'm going to go go watch him from about 300 feet in the air. Are you going to be right in Boise, or do you have to drive someplace else once you fly in? No, I'm gonna. St- I'm staying right in Boise. Uh, I guess the Idaho Power Company there, or one of their subsidiaries, has a Bronto 300 um, or Bronto 290. And it's a man lift that goes 290 feet in the air, and when they go all the way out to full stick, it no longer works. So now I got to take it all the way to full stick and try to have it fail with me in the basket. <laughs> Wait a sec, you're gonna put the mechanic up 300 feet, and then it fails. Yep. So hang on a second here. That seems like how a did bad the original guys idea. that figured this out get down? They repelled. Oh, so they 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 always have um, they always have their foreman on the ground. So they run the controls from the ground. They can bring it back down um, from the bottom, but they can't. Run the controls from the top when it's at full stick. Gotcha. Mm. You afraid of heights? Nope. Oh, I'd shit my pants. Three hundred foot. Yep. Mm. You know, like a hundred. I'm I'm okay at a hundred. <laughs> On a man lift. Three hundred. Three hundred is one of those where you get a little breeze and that thing's swaying back and forth. Yeah, six, like feet. six feet. Yeah. Fuck that. Mm-mm. And, and That's then, definitely uh, definitely one of the the cooler aspects of the job. Would so, not call that cooler. As you're hanging on for dear life, how the fuck do you figure out that the issue is either up there in the basket or it's way down below? So you, I'm basically going to go up in the basket to try to get the air to replicate and then start going from the control module up there and work my way back. Um, I have a feeling I have a pretty good idea of what it is, uh, but I'm going to have to have it fail first to just know. What, what See, do you think it is? I, if I was a mechanic... I would erect that bitch 300 feet from the ground, and I would start at the ground. That's exactly, yeah. yeah I would check those control yeah, panels Yeah, we're coming first. at this bass backwards. What do you think it is, Eric? Uh, there's a control module in the back uh, for the outriggers, and if they're short in it, when you run it all the way up at full stick, the wires will cross. It'll get The panel will get hot. Um, and that's what they said that they felt. The one guy goes, it feels warmer than like when it's not on. So... Well, not very helpful, you know. That's a thing. I mean, you're you're pretty confident. Why don't you just fix it? Yeah, and then not even because you want to go for it. a ride. That's what it boils I down go to. For a ride. Yeah, damn right. Yeah, I mean, and, if they're gonna fly them out to Boise, you might as well get a ride out of it. Yep, <sighs> three hundred yep. foot, man. That's a long fucking ways up there. I'm I a, would one hundred percent pucker my asshole right up. I'm a bitch, dude. Yep, we and then uh, I think. In a couple months, I might have a trip to Korea. Uh, we have these new Hyundai 
uh, Everdyne concrete pumpers, and they are made in Korea. Nice. So you get to go over there, and now the Koreans, I was told, pronounce it Hyundai. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It's like when I told them I drank soju, and they got more excited about that than the fact that a machine was delivered. So um, you drank soju. Yeah. Korean beer, I'm assuming. Mm. It's like that, except it's like 25%, and it tastes sweet. Holy shit. I've never even heard of this stuff. I did 25% the first time I drank it, so I was like a six-pack deep. I was like, man, I think I'm going to fight the bouncer at this place. And they're like, this is... This is a this is a Korean restaurant, sir. <laughs> yeah, I probably for sure win. You'd have to, you'd have to like knee them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna be up there fighting some you know 17 year old hostess whose family owns the restaurant. Yeah, well, you know, as long as it's good entertainment, I'm sure they'd all yeah. appreciate you ever, it. You ever see those jokes online with like the midgets that are running around and they're climbing a pole or they're jumping off the pool and it's like a little peanut that goes in like someone's drink. Yeah, what? yeah. I've seen where they oh where they where they jump off like the dock and they make like the raindrop sound. Yeah, or the yeah. one or the ones that's like doing the Olympic training with the big heavy ropes and then all of a sudden someone shoelaces. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like that's what you're walking into over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to Korea. Welcome just, to Korea. Welcome to Palm I just interviewed Hyundai on the dirt. Did you? I did, and uh, it was all right. I mean, there did, wasn't really anything to talk about. Did you gain an accent about. when you were talking to him? No, no. My mom's one of those people, though. She will 100% take on the accent of whoever she's talking to. I know. And she doesn't realize, as a privileged white lady, just like how how derogatory it sounds. Your mom just camouflages <laughs> right in. Yeah, she does. So she's talking to like someone from Korea and she's like, oh, yes, good to meet you. You're like, mom, no. We should prank call her with like a Dutch accent or something. <laughs> she will. I mean, she's a chameleon of accents. Hey. Nice. It was passed down, obviously. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I guess so. so do, Eric, I do, do I do that? Oh, dude. Now I'm so self-conscious. You know what's funny is like, on the podcast, you get the real jokiness out, and then yep. you get that's Brian. He's all real funny and yeah. jokey, whatever. You get to the job site, and the big head honchos come. Brian gets real official. Oh fuck yeah! And then everyone walks away, and you just get the group of dickheads oh. out there. Yeah, back to fart jokes. Yeah. Dude, now my, you got my, a chameleon my, in my that way. My customer service voice is unmatched. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Hey Eric, glad to see well, you. Oh, thank you for having me on your podcast this evening. Well, you're very welcome, sir. Uh, I hear you're here to take a ride. <laughs> is, this on, is this on the disco stick? <laughs> so, Eric, when you when you do your customer service and you're meeting these clowns all over the country, how long is it before they get to actually see who Eric really is? Well, it depends on the customer. Some customers never get graced with that privilege. Um, we usually call those like government entities or like big power companies. Um, but, you know, sometimes you get called out there and the guy walks out and, you know, he's got a cooler full of beer in the back of his, you know, foreman truck and we're going to be friends immediately. Do you, do you just got like either sweat and grind playing or uh, certified wrench and in, in the background you just kind of turn around and look at him and give him a little. That little grin. Fuck you, Colton. <laughs> that three hundred foot up in the fucking air, dude. Dude, mm. are those pictures of the lift you sent? That ain't three hundred yeah, so feet. The, 
the first the first one I sent is the is like the little brother of this one, and the other the last one I sent is this same series lift at Con Expo this year. Mm. Oh, that little blur of a human being. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. Fuck that. No, not for me. There's a guy this, at work. He goes, I think I should wear a, a fall harness. I said, No, what do you mean? You know, I shouldn't wear a fall harness. He goes, Listen, if I fall from there, just let it happen. I'm like, the fall harness doesn't slow your fall down; it stops it, dickhead. He's like, Oh, yeah, it, I'll, I'll wear a harness now. I'm like, Maybe you shouldn't wear a harness. At, at what point will those fucking things tip over? Oh, uh, it's a ways. So, like those Brontos, you can go out like 45 degrees from the so. In cranes and lifting, it's all about radius. So, your end, of, the end of the stick, wherever that is in relation to the base of the mass of the turret. Um, so that's what like all your lifting tables on cranes are and stuff like that. But that thing will go out like 40, 46 degrees from ground is like the lowest it will go at full stick. Holy shit! That's still crazy. Far out there. Yeah. But, like this thing, this thing is tall enough that when you're out in like uh, South Dakota, Iowa, um, you can actually touch the bottom of the wind turbines from the list. Holy shit! Oh, yeah, that's, how they, that's how they that's how they service the sensors on the bottom of them or the base of them. Wow! Fuck! So like, I feel they like had, they had two of these out there when I was out working on that big um, Bear crawler, and that crawler set all the blades. Um, there's a big MLC 350 next to it that set like the the tower section bases, and then this is what the guys used to go. They climb up the tube, obviously, but then when they had to check on blades and you know blade angle stuff like that, that's when they use this thing. Man, I, I feel like when you stretch that bitch all the way out and then put her down to 45 degrees, like if you jump in the basket, the back wheels come off the ground. Yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, you when these things are angled like. Let's say if, if vertical is zero, like if you're at five degrees from vertical, if you like shake back and forth, it's like feet of movement. Oh, like, dude, fuck I, don't, I don't even know if that could lift me off the ground with the ball sack of steel like that to do that. Dude, I tell you there what. There ain't no way, dude. We had a lift at our place when we were building it, and that fucker went up like 70 feet, 60 feet. I don't even remember. And my kid... My nine-year-old, he's Mr. Daredevil. He's like, I want to go all the way up. And I'm like, God damn it. Because I'm the only one that can take him. And so I have to, and now I'm in front of the kids. So, you know, you got to play manly dad. So I'm up yep. there and I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll go all the way. And he's like, well, can't you extend that boom too? God damn it. You're too observant. All right. That's all the way. Well, can't you, can't this accordion out? God damn it. So we get all the way to the top and I'm just like, oh God. Yeah, he's and like, he's having the time around. of his life. Yeah. He's wiggling all over and that fucker's shaking. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go down I don't, you didn't even let them you didn't even let them up there more in like two three minutes no fuck no i was like yeah we're gonna waste we're wasting gas we got to bring her back down <laughs> Honestly, the, the most fun thing i do is i'll bring up new guys even like old guys with the remote controls and i'll bring them up to the top and then i'll start rocking back and forth and oh. it is hilarious they're like cats that like dig their claws in they can't do anything because they're too scared to let go to like try to grab the remote. Oh, We'd fuck be yeah. fucking fighting when we got yeah, to the ground. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'll score up with anybody in the shop. Fuck. I don't care. Dude, you're built like a fucking tank, too. Like, that's the thing is it's not even like you could kick his ass when you got to the ground. <laughs> you like, still get your ass like, beat. Yeah, well, what was the fucking rating on this again? 400 pounds? Ooh, we were yeah. over. We were over. Fuck. That would. Yeah. I do not do heights. That is one thing. Mm mm. 
Heights ain't bad at a certain no. height. I'm I'm good for about a hundred foot in the lift. Other than that, fuck all that. I'm yeah. Good. So I went, when I first came to this company, that was a question they asked. But I ended up going up in this like a tree trimming basket. So it's articulated out and telescoped up. But what nobody told me was that when you flip out that arm and you go vertical, the arm to be more maneuverable will do what's called camming over, and it can go vertical and then go past that. And the basket rotates with it, so you're always level. But I went to go vertical, and that's when it hit the detent to go to the other side. Oh. And I thought the train tipped with me in it, and I was like, Whoa. "Like I had a fucking pack." <laughs> so yeah, I over. I'm like, "Thanks, Dick." And he goes, "Oh, we figured you'd figure it out." I'm like, "I did." <laughs> By the way, does For anyone sure. have a change of pants? <laughs> yeah. By the way, when I get down here, I'm beating everybody's ass. It's in the shop. Oh, fuck I feel like that. there's like a lot of first learning curves up at that height. Mm. Oh yeah, like I learned that um, those remotes have tethers for a reason. Ah, uh, oops. <laughs> the first time I went up in one, <laughs> I had it like hooked to my bibs, or I thought I did. Um, really, I just had the carabiner like hooked on my pocket, not actually through my belt loop. Oh, nice. I leaned on one of the railings to like cinch down files uh, for tools. And then I watched this thing sail all the way into the fucking dirt, you know, 105 feet below me. I was like, you know, I feel like that was something that I didn't want to lose hold of as the only person on this job site. So what happened at that point? Did you have to shimmy on down the pole? Um, I... No, lucky enough, I uh, after trying to figure out what I was going to do, I was about two minutes from using the rappel gear and, and descending down the basket on a rope. Um, <laughs> but then, luckily, some random contractor showed up. Um, now, what I will say is that walking somebody somebody through that who's never ever run one and not and them not understanding that like, hey, you have to be real soft with these controls. Because I'm a hundred feet from the cylinder that you're calling to move. <laughs> so the first time that he hit down, like I moved like 18 feet. Could you well, imagine showing up to the job site and you just hear, "Hey, you're right. <laughs> like, hey. what the, like luckily he doesn't listen to music in his truck like I listen to music. He never- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is that? Look I up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that a man? Help! <laughs> but fucking Eric. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was not my favorite moment. Um, and other than that, I mean, I've done I did some load testing on a crane, and you like you follow the load chart, you put the maximum weight out, and they're like, hey, it needs to be able to pick it from this point and this point. Well, if you're new and you can't read a load chart very well, you're like, well, I only got a hundred foot of, or I got eighty foot of stick. I'm well within radius. Uh, not if your boom angle is not what it's supposed to be. And so you pick 8,000 pounds, 25 feet out of radius, and you turn around to watch your outriggers leaving the ground. You're like, man, I feel like those should be touching the ground. Like the feet indicate that it should be firmly planted on the ground. I mean, technically she was able to perform the lift. Yeah. Yep. I mean, pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one of the guys. Uh, one of the guys thought it was funny, so he got a Snapchat of it and like the look on my face, and he just put Tom Petty's "Free Fallen." Haven't lived that down. Do they got a free fall button if it shit starts happening? Not on the hydraulic cranes. It's power nope. down. Hydraulic cranes 
just push that winch as fast as you can get it to go or boom or boom and winch whatever which whatever isn't very fast <laughs> damn no fuck that yeah gone are the days of the old drum break where you just let her rip now it's i went out i went out to an old like uh ohio american class lattice crane and that is air driven um and that they use them on the railroads they're on cars that's what they drive piles over the rail tracks with um i did not know that the um they had a little clutch pedal right and i'm thinking that it's for the drive systems so luckily the hook block was only a little bit off the ground i pushed the clutch pedal in to try to move the, the the train car back and i proceeded to watch a 1400 pound hook block uh, smash into the earth eight feet above. And I was like, all right, so we should relabel this pedal drop. Yeah. Uh, you put a big red label on that pedal. <laughs> right. Like imagine if you bump it with your foot and there's somebody under it. Yeah. That's the <laughs> Oh fuck pedal. Cause you yeah, either so, pushing it, it because it's an Oh fuck moment or after you push it, you realize that was an Oh fuck moment. Like I know you're certified to work on this shit. Are you certified to run this shit? Uh, so I'm certified to run, uh, crawlers, uh, telescoping truck cranes, uh, and I have to go back and get a cert for tower cranes. Um, so your your crawler covers all your lattice boom. Uh, yep, yep. So the crawler class I took was like a week and a half, and that was the CCO course was crawler telescope and then crawler lattice. Um, which was super helpful. I mean, I don't run cranes enough to really obviously need it, but it's super helpful when you get into them and somebody's trying to explain something and you're like, listen, man, what's broken? I, I just fixed the broken stuff. I don't care that your monitor says this weird message and fucking finish. Um, That's the thing but, is all the new cranes, for the most part, aren't American cranes. And no. so you do have a bunch of funky ass messages and half of them are probably what German uh, so Finnish comes up a lot. German comes up a lot. Um, I finished <laughs> like the pal finger. Sweet you'll grime. get stuff that pops up. Um, ironically enough, the Manitowoc crawlers, the MLCs, which are made in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, um, or assembled at Shady Grove, Pennsylvania. Um, those, if you open up the monitor and it's like brand new, brand new, uh, it defaults to, I think it is German it, before English. I'm like, what? This motherfucker made here. And yeah. they're like, well, the software is from wherever. I'm like, yeah, but we're in America. Like, yeah. I never thought I'd. Huh. I want. God damn it, this is from Wisconsin. When I push this power button, it should right. hand me a beer. Right. <laughs> or at least a cheese that pops yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Here's Jeez. a cheese tray and a nice beer. <laughs> no shit. Cheese curds. Yeah, there you go. Fried cheese curds. That's 100% Wisconsin right there. Absolutely. Is is regular, just like raw cheese curds. Minnesota and the are more fried. Well, the way, the way they're eat, playing football, looks like you got a bunch of fucking Fumunda cheese going on you there. You guys eat just fucking raw cheese curds? What the hell's the matter with you guys? You guys Have you ever had one? They're fucking delicious. No, you got to deep fry that shit. Come on now. Listen, the Midwest is fat enough. It doesn't need assistance with deep fryers. As you sit here and talk about just eating balls of cheese. Ugh. Yeah. Man, that just doesn't even sound good. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, like, mm, mm. as long as we got some meat to eat. You yeah. don't. It's just pure cheese balls, Rick. <laughs> it's Fuck just pure cheese. That. Fuck it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Eric, Mm-mm. what you been doing besides working? That's it. Um. Well, my uh, my three year old is in dance, and my six year old is doing some baseball. Um, and then in between those things, I work. Um. Yeah, I'm not real good at hobbies right now. Yeah, that is okay. Uh, your hobby is driving between jobs. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I'm getting rid of that. Because what's your average commute between job locations, would you say? Eight to ten hours? Um, No, I'd say, like, so it depends on, I mean, obviously, it's week by week. But when I go to the bigger jobs, it's usually no less than four or five hours from me. Um, anything over three, I usually plan to just get a hotel because... It gets it gets to be too quick before I'm out of EOB time, um, and then there's some weeks where like was it, it wasn't last week a couple a couple weeks ago I don't think I left I don't think I was farther than 15 minutes from 15 or 20 minutes from our home shop, um, but those are also the days like you get out there it takes 10 minutes to get there and you know you're out there for 14 hours and you're like oh cool well my day's just as gone as it was if I drove across the state line so that's a plus they yeah. should have a mechanics like a pod that they just drop off with Eric from a helicopter between that's those true. destinations that would be nice yeah just convenient like those little white pods you see yeah. get shipped all over. have all your over. all your gear on one side and a fucking room on the other and yeah. you're done it. Hook me up. Yeah. Be like the army all over again. Yeah, basically. That's that's exactly what it was. But no, it's been it's been good. It's been busy. Uh, I'm getting ready to start a class program for work. It'll have me gone for a good amount next year. But What's that for? So I'm doing I believe it's called the Fast Track to Gold or Fast Track to Yellow, and it is Grove Crane's Master Tech program. So basically in a year or a little over a year, um, every other month you're gone for like a week or a week and a half. And by the time you get done, you are certified as a master technician in every machine that they make. Um, and then you have coursework to do in between each training session, and they all kind of build a um, they they cultivate at the end um with a big joint exercise so uh, the one thing that blows my mind you and i have talked pretty extensively and you've got a fuckload of certifications Mm -hmm. how in the fuck do you keep all of these machines straight so the nice thing is is that most machines it's all like the thing is always like it's always just nuts and bolts at the end of the day it's true the big thing comes in with like software and obviously different machines have different things but I actually do something similar to what Colton does, and I kind of pulled a play from his book. In every class that I've ever taken, they give you like a little booklet or whatever. Uh, I have every book from every class that I've ever taken for any company um, in like a big waterproof envelope case thing, and it goes in my truck with me. Is that right next to your Pelican case of porn? Uh, no, Pelican cases are reserved for useful things. The, the porn just stays in a duffel bag where it's stuck to the lid. Gotcha. So oh, as you open yeah. it, the pages automatically open. 
Yeah, yeah. Once you wear through a page, that page doesn't open. You get to go to the next page. <laughs> so it's important. To, it's important to pick your starting point wisely. I was gonna say you really do. You well, have to I, strategize. I don't feel like you really get to pick your starting point. It's like where you left off. Hence the finish. Yeah, but like when, when you first open it, you better be sure that that's what you want. Because after that, there's no going back. That's true. That's true. Once she's glued to the lid. You're yeah, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get a hustler. So speaking right. of this, so I had a brilliant idea the other night. Okay. Antique Roadshow. Coming from a guy that's taking pictures of the stars. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Man, mm-hmm. as much as Rick shits on me, it's pretty badass, isn't it? When I show you when I show you the, the pictures. Yeah. He won't say it on the podcast. He won't, guys. He does. He thinks it's awesome. Anyway... We already had a nerd session on here. We can't do it again. Anyway, Antique Roadshow was a vastly popular show. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it the other night. We need to have an Antique Hoed show. Yeah. Like Ho-Ho? And what we'll do is we'll have Brandon Culpepper, and we'll get him all dressed up like he's on Antique Roadshow. But people then bring in sex toys and butt plugs that he has to evaluate. And since he is the expert on it, he will know immediately whether it's like this is oh this is a rare one-off stainless steel purple gym butt plug. This is actually worth seventy five hundred dollars. You remember those toys that you got your kids that had the stars, the rectangles and the balls, and you had to stick yeah. them in that yep uh, trapezoid deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a concept there with butt plugs and Brandon. Oh yeah, well he already does that game. Well, technically, yeah, but, but for the, he's just gonna size match him. Well, yeah, I was gonna for say the general te- public. Technically, his wife plays that game, and Brandon is the device that you are fitting the shapes into. <laughs> like a really fucked up game of Where's Waldo? Yeah, I think we know exactly where Waldo is. Eric, if if you actually were out there and you spent the day with Brandon, what do you think your day would even be like? A whole day of not bending over. <laughs> I think there's a good chance that I would find out that if a, how long a person can last in a fall harness from a 25 foot service truck crane. You know what? He'd be up there bouncing and giggling the whole time. That's fine. That's fine. That means he'd be 25 feet away from me. Hey, you know just what? driving through town with his dudes suspended. Yeah, normally I don't wear a belt, but today I wore three of them. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, it's a low bridge ahead. Oh, oh well. Uh, Eric, what's one of the best episodes from Sweat and Grind that sticks out to you today? Oh yeah, do that uh, one because well, I need to make I, a best of for, episode. <laughs> I think for, for personal enjoyment, the uh, the Diesel Queen episode um, just <laughs> from from outside opinion. I do uh, need to rebroadcast that one. That was such a fucking train wreck. God. <sighs> hey, first of all, the pics that I get the most likes on are one fully clothed. Okay. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Yeah, you and me both, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Total slut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I just call it how I see it. <laughs> now that's I just, see, and I just say what I see, and that's what happens. Old so, Diesel Queen, man, that was man. If I wasn't doing it for the money and the clicks, <laughs> bro, exactly. Like she, she's like, oh, I've never watched your show before. Yeah. 
I don't well, give well, two shits. Do <laughs> I don't give, my, my publicist said to do this. Yeah, because he thinks it's going to offset the fact that you look like something that rhymes with door. Uh, <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Whore? Floor. Floor. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, or right. more. <laughs> that's what you call a titty mop. <laughs> Yeah. My God, that one was a disaster in a lovely way, though. That was a good time because once we figured out she gave no shits, we had we the have... freedom to give no shits. <laughs> hey, what if we put nitrous in a diesel? That's not going to work. Yeah, but like, hear me out. <laughs> getting her fucking riled up. Dude, that was, man, the more that evening went on, the more I'm like, how in the fuck are you a mechanic? Like, how does this work? <laughs> you know, uh, brains well, before you know, beauty, buddy. I don't think she's a mechanic for deer anymore. I don't think they really liked her content. No? No. They didn't like titties all over their equipment? <laughs> <laughs> deer in the headlights? <laughs> That's right. Weird <laughs> <laughs> prints on my windshield. Yeah. What is, yeah. Since when are there two nipples on the middle of the windshield? <laughs> well, you know that, I'm, I'm sad to hear that one of our guests just couldn't hack it at their job. You know... You know, it happens. Yeah. What other skill yeah, trades did she have? Yeah. Bouncing on things. <laughs> uh, what's another one, Eric? Um, I mean, I liked all the ones that had anything to do with Con Expo just because I was there, so it was cool to kind of see and hear. Like, cause we obviously had a lot of a lot of time to see some of the same vendors. Um and uh, what's the machine called? I forget this name every time I talk to you guys. Which one? Hitachi? Tractor. Hoodig. Yeah, the Hoodig. Yeah. yeah. Do you dig the Hoodig? Yeah. With home? Yeah. They still haven't picked up our fucking mm-hmm. mo- motto or slogan. Do you dig yeah. the Hoodig? Yeah. That's a fucking, yeah. that's a great motto. That's because it's American made. That, that's right. That super, the super serious dude that was running that machine probably saw you guys and was like, America, no good. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, do they, <laughs> yeah, they just frown upon us you Americans. Know, you know what's funny? Those like, we boast and we got the big ego and they're just like the closet whore that's just boasting behind the door and they oh, just yeah. won't let you know. They're like these yeah. fucking idiots. So then, so then yeah. you just say hello and they don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really, so... Your latest episode um, is probably my favorite. Just, I think it's your latest. The maybe it's your second most recent. As, as of this recording, I think it was the last. I think we just released a new one, so it was the one previous. You're mental talking about health. mental health with with events. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, because yeah. that's a big. It's a big thing for me uh, for personal reasons, and it's also something that I've tried to talk pretty openly about. Uh, I did it with James on his podcast. Um, but it's something that affects everybody. I don't, it doesn't matter if the person says they're doing the greatest thing or not. Um, it affects everybody and it gets overlooked a lot, especially in an in industry such as ours. So give us a little follow up on that, Eric, if you could give your two cents from that episode, take it away. Um, I guess so. <laughs> two cents. All right. Well, you're going to get a nickel that you might value at a cent but here it is um i think that nobody is too high up in the chain of command to ask for help um doesn't matter if you're the low man on the totem pole or if you're the president of the company um everybody's gonna struggle your struggles might be a little bit different but everybody struggles 
Um, I heard a quote the other day about um, trauma and trauma response, and I thought that it was a pretty accurate statement. So your worst day and my worst day are both tens, right? Like We're losing you there, buddy. That's a 10 on my scale, and that's a 10 on your scale. Can you hear me? Yeah, nope. You're gone. Can you hear me? There you are. All right. Um, I heard a quote the other day and it was talking about, um, people dealing with hardships and traumas and the, my worst day is a 10 on that scale. And your worst day is a 10. Those are the same. They may not be the same, on an equitable scale, um, all things being held the same, but to me, my worst day feels the worst to me. Like your worst day feels the worst to you. And even though we're in different situations and they may not seem the same, um, we both need, you know, to have the same, same amount of, you know, grace when dealing with it to understand that, you know, it may not be somebody else's worst day, but it can still be yours. Yeah. Have you, have you actively had someone walk up to you at work or heard about it and kind of leaned in to help somebody in need? Uh, I have, I have, it was actually at my previous employer and it wasn't uh, a coworker. It was a customer um that i i just happened to be the resident mechanic um so i mm-hmm. got to know him pretty well um and he was dealing with some issues that i had personally dealt with in the past um so you know it was it was kind of one of those moments where you know you you want to give good advice um but at the same time you know you don't know like i don't really know what to to say because you know everybody always kind of says the cliche things and like I know when I was going through my stuff and people are like, Oh, it'll get better in that moment. It doesn't feel like it, right? Like it feels like the, you know, there's nothing that's going to be worse than the feeling that you have right now. So let me guess. He just had his favorite page of hustler glued to the lid of the box. It was, and you just didn't know what to say, how much, you know, glue and adhesive remover. It just, it wasn't the same. You know what? It'll get better. I promise. But, but you can't, it can't. It'll never be yeah. the same. You're just gonna have to tear right. that. It's off. gone. Well, the, right. you tear it off, and then it's ruined forever. Well, it's not like right. you're gonna yes. look back at that page. That's true, man. <laughs> that chapter is over. It is that chapter, right. and that's what that's the. You know what? Sound, sweat, and grime advice right there. Look, while talking yep. about porn, it also applies yep. to mental health. As Sometimes he, the chapter is closed. He's gonna have to go from <laughs> milfs to gills. Right. Skip a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I I do agree though. That was a with Vince. That was a pretty deep and really intriguing conversation all at the same time. And I just don't think I don't think people really understand that speaking about things, whether it's a family issue or it's you know a personal issue or life just happens, time and speaking about things is really is about the only thing going to process. And help you through anything. Well, oh, for sure. A big part of it, I think, is when you start talking about it, you know, when you're not talking about it, the thing that you're dealing with has power. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's become this huge mountain that you can't deal with. But the second you start talking about it, you start taking that power back and putting it back in your hands of, right. oh, so now I, I can work through this. There are things that I can do to push through this. And I think that's a huge part of it is just that power shift that starts the second you start talking about it. 
Well, you, you think about how hard it is to even talk about a personal problem. Yeah. And then talking about life. And yet and the second you do, it, it just starts like... Yeah, it's a snowball. Vomit, man. It just what? starts coming out. It's good stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't know, man. I think uh I think a lot more employers and a lot more people do need to check in with a lot of people. Yeah. And start kinda going, Hey, I know today's Monday, but how is everybody's weekend? Instead of just going here's what we're doing for the week, boys, here's your marching orders and yeah. off we go. I I do think employers do, but I would say just all of us in the trades need to be more cognizant of just like just mindful in general. Like yeah, what's every, what's going on know, with like, everybody around us? Right. Like I go to the, you know, I go. I'll use for me. Like if I go to the parts department and the parts guy is being kind of a, you know, not not being helpful or having whatever. Like, you know, I'm mad about it because I'm like, this is your fucking job. Like I don't understand what's going on. But at the same I like, you know, maybe he's got shit going on. And this is one of the the things that we brought up. I brought up in one of our toolbox talks. Um, we have safety and toolbox talks every week for the shop guys. Yep. And one of them was talking about, um, for like workplace safety, uh, distractions in the workplace. And, you know, everybody kind of put out their, you know, the, the older guys were like off everybody on their cell phones, blah, blah, blah. I said, what about, I mean, you have shit going on in your personal life, right? So like, if you're having, let's say you're having an argument with your old lady, you know, the night before, or even the morning of, and you go to work, that's still in your mind, you're distracted. Uh, and a distracted employee is potentially one of the most dangerous things in a workplace because yeah. the guy running a shovel or, you know, a crawler or whatever, you know, he spaces out behind that thing, you know, you know, something catastrophic can happen or even something just as small, like you miss something when you're doing an inspection. Well, now the machine goes out and it's not done or whatever. Um, and when you look at it from that perspective, people, I think don't give themselves enough grace to one, ask for help, but two, like give themselves the necessary time and space that they need. Like you guys, like, you know, if you're talking to your best friend and you know how much, you know, if, you, if your friend was going through something that you were going through, you give them a lot of grace, right? You give them a lot, you know, this, that, other thing. So why wouldn't you do that for yourself? Yeah. But fuck that parts guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, parts guy. It's interesting that you even talk about that and say that, you know, a lot of the problem is, is we don't even allow it in the schedule, though, from a whole in the construction trades. Oh, yeah. Like you do you do industrial or commercial work. Right. And you're a month yep. ahead of schedule. And the next week, man, because you guys have been killing it, they slide the schedule up and now you're a week behind. Right. Yep. You, you don't yeah, need grace. Every, every, once the, every once the cruise through stuff. So like when we did like at deer was a big thing because we did like machine relays and it's such a big process it's not like a week turnaround but if you move up and you get ahead that next week you're already in a different stage and you don't really have time to reset and it's just this long week after long week after long week um and you know before you know it you're you know you're like oh we were going to touch on this topic all right well we said that in january it's july and we're just getting into you know the busy field service side of it because they're not going to bring the machines in towards the end of the, the summer blah 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 but there's not um companies are doing more about it now i think than they have in the past but they're still not giving i think adequate attention to all that kind of stuff no they're not it's all it's sad that it's driven by the dollar but at some point if we're on schedule 
instead of whipping the shit out of our employees and our staff, we need to start focusing a little bit. Let everybody have a fucking day off. Something. Right. We, yeah. need to, we need to start doing something to yeah. go, hey, guys, instead of, you know, busting our ass tomorrow because we're already ahead of schedule. We're going to give you that day paid off. Go spend it with your family. Yeah. Go talk to a counselor. Instead, it's an industry of constant building pressure. And, 100%. And the second you dial the pressure down a little bit, they're like, oh, well, now we can crank it tenfold. Well, when do well, right, they ever back like it stuff, off? Right. And it's like stuff in like for the mechanics side. Like, hey, if I rush to, you know, not rush, but if I, you know, work hard and, and get after it and get this done, I can get to the next machine faster. Right. And that's how it always is. Like every day it turns into weeks and all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting there, you're like, well, I haven't really done anything. And, you know, I fall prey to that. Obviously, like, you know, when you ask like what I do outside of work, like if I'm out with my kids, I'm probably working. Yeah. That's where I, that's where I spend my free time, you know, quote unquote free time. Um, I don't know. That's, that's just what I have. I, you know, I haven't really looked into to having a hobby or anything like that. Uh, in my current life state, I guess. Astrophotography. I mean, uh, that's where but, it's at. But look at it. I mean, put it put it in hindsight for your perspective there, though. You go work 25, 30 years busting your ass. As soon as you retire or you die or an accident happens, you're either replaced with another body or help wanted sign the next day. Yeah. Like, put your whole career in perspective. Right. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I, I was talking with a guy... I was talking with a guy at um, the rail yard and he was like, well, I'm going to stick it out for another five years. Cause I get an extra $950 a month in my pension or whatever it is. I'm like, it's totally worth you're it. Gonna, I'm like, thinking, I'm like, you're already 60, right? So you're going to give up five of in all aspect. Those are those next five years are going to be the best five years of the rest of your life. Right. And that's how it's going to be until you die. You're going to give up the five best years that you have remaining to get 800 fucking dollars more a month. It's totally worth it. I don't know if it's attainable, dude. I, I mean, it might be, but I'm hoping to be retired by like 50. Rick's starting an OnlyFans tomorrow. Well, no, if you think about it, though, everybody, they fucking... They work till they're 62, 65, 68. How many people do you know? Like my uncle, dude, he retired and he died a month later. Mm-hmm. Right? He died of state for cancer out of nowhere. Did everything, paid his house off, paid the college debts for everybody, paid everything. And his last words were, I worked my whole fucking life away for nothing. Yep. Like, but you look at all the guys that retire. And like some go a couple months, some go a couple years, or maybe you do get a long run of a retirement, but now, you know, some disease or some accident, freak accident happens. And now everything that you were going to wait to do when you got older, now you're fucking housebound or wheelchair bound or you can't, right. you can't do nothing. Like, or you can eat a lolly. Which is apparently what's happening in the background. Yeah, Eric, feed those fuckers. No, they're they've been asking for Halloween candy. I was so just about to say it's they're digging through Halloween yeah. candy, aren't they? Yeah, you can hear it. Oh fuck um, yeah! Start throwing those fake denters. Yeah, no, um, but we had. Um, I recently had a family member who you know he got diagnosed with something and he got he was diagnosed with cancer, and he like you know 
look back at his life and all the stresses in his life and he's like fuck this like i'm gonna retire and he was in a position with a tech company that he could do it and he just went in and said hey i'm you know i'm gonna give a 60-day notice i'm done and he's like 54 or something like that but you look at the amount like could he make more money obviously he could probably work in tech you could probably work until you're dead because it's not that physically straining but yeah. stress-wise if you're running a tech firm you know obviously you're gonna have a good amount of stress on you and why would you want to add more of that as you get older Right. I mean, Eric, you're a mechanic, you're into elements, you're fucking constantly doing shit. How long of a career do you think you could honestly do this for? So I actually was just talking to a coworker and uh, a a shit leave for a different company about this. And to to be done with field, I'll speak to field service just because that's what I know. Yeah. Like I think that for field service, I you can there's guys that do it a lot longer. I'm not saying that. But I think like you're 15 to 20 years and you're like if you make it to 20 years of straight field service, your body's destroyed. Like yeah. your joints and you, you know you have arthritis and this and that and if you can transition into you know a leadership role or a management role if that's what you want to do or, or even transition into something else. But like for me, my plan is, or my goal is that in 10 years, I'm in a, you know, shop lead or a, a field service lead or something like that, where I'm no longer out, you know, busting my shit down and I can help and train, you know, some of the next generation into it and do this. And if it can, if that presents itself sooner, okay, we'll deal with it then. But, you know, I'm looking at it. I still have, you know, plenty of good years left to do that kind of stuff. And I still enjoy it. Um, but, you know, I think when... Sounds like the old vocals are breaking yeah, down there. Eric, Eric are you yeah. talking via Starlink? What the fuck is happening over there? I think he's Nothing. making macaroni and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even making that Easter ham. I'm I'm just staying still talking on my cell phone. Uh, put the tinfoil hat back yeah. down the ground, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a good that's a good point. I mean So have you thought about trying to go to some sort of a management role sooner than later? Yeah, I've I've had that I've had the discussion with my boss because we have a we have a, uh, the, the foreman for the shop, um, is planning to retire in the next three years. Yep. Um, and we've talked about it, uh, and me doing that. And I think it's something that we're going to we'll revisit in a, in a year or two. Um, is, just is that your that, desire to go that way? Um, I'd love, I mean, I, I would really like to be in that foreman role, um, because, the foreman still does get to travel, you know, for a big enough job, Yep. but he's in the, he's in the position where he, you know, he gets to kind of mentor some of the younger guys, some of the older guys. He just gets to, you know, do that. I mean, obviously there's some more paperwork. Um, I just don't know if I'll be ready to go to an office or desk style position in that short of a time frame. Like I really like being on the road. Obviously I wouldn't drive as much as I do if I didn't, but think uh, about it. You, instead of having a Pelican case with hustler pages glued to the top of it. You could have a, a cabinet. Yeah, yeah. A cabinet or a bookshelf with them laid out nicely. Yeah. And so yeah. now you don't have to worry about in your own box of hand cleaner and rags. That's true. You yeah. could actually have a rag bag, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Man, think about the potential there, Eric. Yeah. 
Don't you think, though, if someone like him with the certifications and knowledge mm -hmm. moves into a foreman role would be more useful than being out in the field for the fact of like, hey, someone's struggling. Hey, call me and I'll either come out there or talk to you over the phone. Or when you get to this area, I'll show up and I'll help you rip this part and rebuild it as I teach you. And then I'm off to go help the next technician well, or something. I was about to say. As you go back to the yeah. basics one through five instead of one through ten. You know, don't you think that'd be right. a little bit it, more handy? Instead of being able to take your vast knowledge base and spread it across one machine, you could spread right. it across a dozen technicians and make the whole operation more efficient. Right. And so that's that's kind of the thought behind it. Um, versus they one of the one of the other guys that they were I, I guess we've been talking about in that position. He's a senior little mechanic. Um and he just knows it because he's been with this company for so long. Um, he doesn't have as many certifications as I do. That doesn't mean that he's any less of a mechanic. He just, he just he his for dick just isn't as big. <laughs> you making him your um, bitch, Eric? I mean, it's not a Come competition, on. but my dick is obviously yeah. bigger. It's not a competition, smarter. but I'll tell you what. I I almost hit four inches the other day, so y'all should be. Ooh, you know, putting, that, putting, man. That, putting the sir on the end of that. I Ooh. need to get a party horn sound effect. <laughs> it's obviously yeah. cold yeah. out over there, huh? <laughs> Listen, we're about to get into six inches of car, two inches of dick weather. Yeah. I'm, I'm not about it. I hate yeah. that Dude, time of year. It's the other worst. day, we got a quarter inch of snow, and it was 27 degrees out. And I was a bitch about it. For like the last week. Ooh, fuck that. I busted out my first pair of bibs like two days ago. It was, Ooh. We had like two and a half inches of snow. Where was it? Where, at home? Yeah. Holy shit. Where's home? Minneapolis. Minnesota. Fuck that. Minnesota. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So I'm that. like, I was all stoked because I like looked at the weather and I was like, oh, it's going to be like 40s Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. My boss goes, no, it's not. It's going to be like 30 and snowing. I said, no, I'm looking at it right now. He flips his phone, and that's when I find out I'm going to Boise. He goes, not in Boise. It's not. I'm like, you cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's that, what's that like, man? Obviously, your day-to-day -day operations, you just go with the flow. Is it stressful? Like, hey, Eric, um, you're going gonna... to fucking Boise, and then after that, you're going to Maine, then we're going to shoot you back to Texas, and you yeah, might you so... might make it home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um. It there's days that it's stressful. It's mostly stressful because I'm just, you know, I, my company's done a great job accommodating my, my schedule with my kids. Um, but the biggest stressor is like when it gets down to that last day of your trip and you're trying to get something done, you know, you don't want to, I'm not going to leave a customer hanging, but at the same time, like, you know, Samson's expecting me to pick him up from school at four 30 and, you know, I'm currently six hours away. So, um, but it's cool that like they give us the independence, at least most of the field guys, um, by most, I mean, there's two of us, um, <laughs> that we, like, we have our customer base that, you know, they'll, they'll call the shop and schedule it. But at this point, most of the customers know me by name and they have my number and they'll just call and say, Hey, can you bomb out here? So I'll text the office and say, Hey, I need a work order created for this, 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 this is that for billing. And then I just bomb out there and track everything. And then, you know, because I can build a schedule if I have five customers, I'll pick the most efficient route. I know how long certain things are going to take more than, you know, the, the service writer is like, I don't know how long that's going to take. He could be there in an hour. I'm like, or he could be there in 10. Hmm. 
sounds like you when you take that uh, foreman role, you need to fire yeah. that service writer too. Right? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Just kind of incorporate it. I'm not even gonna get started one. on that kid. Yeah. So well, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna get started on that kid. Did he go to college? Uh, I think this is his first job ever. This would be a perfect trainable retarded. That's what you got to do when you find yourself in a vicious God damn it, Rick. We are going to get you trained on those sound effects at one point. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. Yeah, it's it's not going well for you either. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving podcast studios next we week. We are. And so Ooh. hopefully in the new studio setup, we can get that sound effects board back in my hands. Right now, it's yeah. totally across the room, and there's no yeah. way that I can play the sound effects. I don't want your sticky fingers on my music. The s- sticky fingers. Listen to this guy. Which one, you don't even know which ones it is. You'd have to have one of those drag queens from Vegas shoes. Exactly. I bet you use my strong hand. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fuck those sound effects, <laughs> man. It's like a little child when Brian gets it. He's just grinning ear to yeah, ear. Yeah, it adds so much to the show. The show's so dead without sound effects. What What is your opinion on sound effects? Eric, I think they're good. I, I think I think they add to the show. They add a good dynamic as long as they're not done poorly or poorly timed. A trainable retarded <laughs> like Rick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just calling it how it is. You know, I'm here for he's the like, music like, and it's the like jokes. Napoleon Di- it's like Napoleon Dynamite when he gets pushed at school. The dude's like two classrooms away, and then he swings his leg to kick him. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. That was four topics ago, man. Like we're we're wrapping up the episode. <laughs> Fucking Brian is driving home, and Rick's like, "Oh, I got that. I sound got the now. sound like, effect." Called <laughs> <laughs> oh, you to play it. Aren't you proud of me? No, no, I'm not. Oh, uh, dude, I can't just help but fuck with Brian. He does all, all the, time. the time, all the time. Whether it's YouTube or the fucking soundboard, I, it don't matter. I don't care. Rick Text is one messages. of the only people like. He's talked about it before. I have the ego. Like, I'm confident in who I am. Rick is one of the only people who reduced me down, and I'm like, am I really that big of a loser? (laughs) You look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, am I retarded? Am I the problem? Am I the problem? (laughs) Well, the the uh, other day, dude, we were walking, Eric, so Brian and I are fucking moving totting out. We're fucking yeah. struggling going down these two flights of stairs with fucking heavy shit. Coming wait, back wait, up. Wait, you need to unpack <laughs> that whole thing. And the two flights of fucking stairs. We yeah. show up to move Tot. He's in a condo that is on the second story. Yeah, fucking guy. It's it starts on the second story and it's two stories tall. Yeah. So, anyways, we've been working <laughs> fucking really hard. We're walking through, and Tot's girlfriend was like, "Hey, I want to order some lunch." Uh, what do you guys like? We're like, oh, we're not really picky, so we come back and forth as we're walking. And she's like, hey, how's Subway? I said, oh, that's pretty good. And on the way out, she's like, what's everybody like? I said, everybody likes everything. I said, but Brian's vegan, so don't, you know, extra lettuce and tomato kind of thing. I'm not in the room when that happens. Yeah. And Straight so- face, and I carry the shit right down the stairs. So I round the corner, and she's like, so are you vegetarian or are you vegan? And I'm... I- Dude, I wasn't present for the conversation, so I'm totally caught off guard, and I'm like, what? And she goes, are you vegan or are you vegetarian? Like, I want to know what to order. And I was like, well, actually, I'm I'm neither. (laughs) Well, you you asked her for your toes. That's what I was like. Is it? 
is it the toe shoes? Like what? To-? She's like, oh no, Rick said you. I was like, that motherfucker. I, everyone else was gonna get a delicious sub, and I was gonna get some fucking avocado spinach wrap. Yeah, like what the fuck? Extra lettuce with lettuce wrap. And like, I don't want to be insensitive and be a jerk to her, but I'm like, where in the fuck did you get that? I'm yeah, a vegan he, vegetarian. Like, I'll eat it, I guess. Like you know, I prefer extra meat. Right. <laughs> When the fuck did we get ice cream? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. But the though. only thing I could think was that I was wearing my toe shoes, and I'm like, was it the toe shoes that made you think that? And she's like, no, it was Rick. I'm like, God damn it, Rick. <laughs> Man, if I would have seen you in your toe shoes, I would have thrashed the fuck out of you, too. Dude, Eric... I'm going to tell you right now, my brother-in-law is the most MAGA hat wearing motherfucker there is, and I converted him over to these toe shoes. They're unbelievably Listen, comfortable. He eat a I, would give, for MAGA. I would give you I would give you a million dollars if you could convert me to toe shoes. You know what? You know how I know you're not going to do it? You because s- I have web feet, dipshit. Who the fuck cares? The beautiful thing. So these are these are my tweeners. No, 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 no. These are my cut slits in that shit. These are my tweeners. So back in your tweeners. Yeah, these are my tweeners. So back in the day, you used to feet fuck people. No, Jesus Christ. So did you? Do you guys remember the Vibrams? Vibrams were the full-on yeah. toe shoes. Dude, I don't even know what yeah. the fuck you're talking Dude, about. Dude, it was like putting on a sock, but it was a shoe. It was yeah. It was amazing. Like, like little rubber condoms for your toes. Fuck yeah, yeah. it was gay. Come on now. That was, that <laughs> was, I was grip. about to agree with you remember, me. <laughs> you remember the fucking when the short bus stopped and the kids got off? Dude. Yeah. You remember that Just weird saying. kid that could like grip Brian, trees Brian with his feet? Stayed on the, stayed on the truck? Yeah. yeah. Dude. Brian, Brian, they, they wouldn't even let them off. They just kept driving them around the so block. So I started with Vibrams, and they were the legit toe shoes. Like every toe had its own personal. You got pictures of this shit somewhere. And so, but what happened is I moved to Michigan. I moved away from the liberal mecca of Austin, and and it was really weirding people out that I wore toe shoes. So I found my tweeners, and these are essentially toe shoes but they've combined the toes so you still get that comfort okay. you still so get that like a shoe they're kind of a shoe but they've still got Who that like them? fuck i don't know it's a f- chinese fucking company i bought them they're 30 bucks on amazon dude give me your shipping address i'll mail you a pair and then here in four months we're gonna do a recap man and you're gonna be like god damn it brian every job i go on i'm wearing my toe shoes they're they, so comfortable. They were they were so close from swimming, from swallowing all your brothers and sisters. They should have just swallowed one more Dude, time. Dude, I'm telling you right now, these babies no. are are just unbelievably comfortable. Walk around with wiener stencils on. It's like it's like driving a Bentley for your feet. <laughs> Okay, it's made in China. Except it's made in China. So it's, a, so it's a, you know, it's probably like a. It's like bitry. <laughs> Making wands and weird shoes. Bitry shoes. <laughs> Walk around with some dick feet on there. You know what? I love these things. They are super comfortable and like it, dude. They're like thirty bucks on Amazon. They're super cheap. So when they wear out, and my last pair, dude, lasted like four or five years. Super Do you even wear socks with that? It depends on the day. I feel like you defeat the purpose. You wear socks. Girls. No, I wear socks in the wintertime, but in the summertime, the problem is if you don't wear socks, mm. 
You get your fucking ast- shoes smell like a toilet. Oh thing? god, astronomical foot funk. Now these things breathe pretty smell good. Smell like you fight crime in a rubber suit. Uh, it, you know what? It do. sounds like your fucking hustler pelican box is what it smells like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's these things breathe so well. I could probably go about a month and a half before they really start to smell. And then you just toss them in the wash and it does two things. The first is obviously it kills the odor. Second is it tightens that bitch right back up. So she's like a brand new shoe. Mm. You put them on. Oh, so nice. So nice. Mm. And Rick got to experience it because when we were moving top, fucking things no, 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 no. I'm saying you got Don't to experience loop me in your liberal. You fucking got shit. to experience the advantage it gave me because while we were moving top, there were a couple times where I almost, almost took a tumble down the stairs. Yeah, but I was able to grip them with my toes yeah. and not fall down I the stairs. You, they were working so well that I started backing away from the heavy objects. Rick and started, I started asking me for a up, foot like, job. Pills and shit. <laughs> and I just let you get the heavy shit. I did. I did. So, it's a good time. So I have hit a new is it decade? Uh I don't know. Where are you going with this? My age. Oh yes. A new decade. Yeah. You forty? I am. Woo. Rick I, the old I, dick Valco. Rick the Rick it, the wrinkly dick so, Valco. The, the other day, after no, yeah, but it was either my birthday or the day after. It was so long ago, I can't remember. We're going axe throwing for Rick's birthday tomorrow. By the way, that's true. It's gonna be badass. But anyways, so I'm sitting there doing my thing. I can, I can, I can hear the thrown out back and separated old man shoulder now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got not back there if you talk about it right now. But so I'm sitting there, dude. And I'm doing my thing in the morning, blowing up the fucking toilet. Wow, that is not what I thought you were talking right. about. Right. <laughs> and all of, all of a sudden, like, we've hit this pinnacle of my life of yeah. the door just opens and a cup of coffee comes in and sets down on the um, counter. And I was like, well, that's a first. I've never drank coffee while taking a shit. And it was delightful. Today is a new day. It was. It's a new chapter. So I cannot wait to experience my 40s. You that have was, turned the page in your hustler pelican dude, box. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. So have you ever consumed items while taking a shit, Eric? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like Eric's kind of guy eats his breakfast. Dude, my fucking... My wife's grandfather used to take a full-on apple and a paring knife in the bathroom with him. And we're just like, what the fuck? And, and a bag of chips. You take a bag of chips. I don't do that. I don't do that. But I've definitely had, like, you know, like, sometimes you got to take a, take, a, take a shit where you're on the road. And you're trying to make, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So you're like, well, I'll just eat while I'm doing this. And then, you know, <laughs> you get done and everybody at the fucking roadside rest stops. Like, why is there Burger King coming out of the bathroom? Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> Mind your business. Stay in your lane. <laughs> oh fuck, man. So, Eric, I gotta ask. You still listen to Colton's podcast? I do. Alright. How many episodes are you in deep? Uh, I don't I won't say that I've listened to all of them, but I would venture to say that I've listened to a good probably eighty percent of them. Uh, especially now that I'm on the road driving, it's a lot easier to just throw a podcast in. Although some days, you know, you want to listen to Shania Twain and ABBA disco music. It just depends on the mood, but yeah. Yeah. 
Do you do you talk to Colton quite regularly? A pretty good amount, yeah. Like more than Brian? Uh, that depends on how often Brian talks to him. Ah, I got you. All right. Well, since you've gained relationships with both guys and you listen to both podcasts, mm-hmm. which one else the other? Which one else the other? Yep. Oh, man. Um, see, all my friends have been on Colton's podcast, but I've been on your podcast more. And I also remember consuming a lot of alcoholic beverages in Vegas with your podcast. Um. So I'm going to have to say the Build Whip podcast takes the cake. He just has such an ear for the industry, um, and he just knows the pulse of it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was awesome. You don't even know what the fuck he said. I did. I walked in at the perfect moment, and I knew exactly what he said. God, it was good. You're welcome. God dang it, that was good. I I was pitting it up against each other, and the Buildwit one took her down. Man, you know, I put Buildwit up there with Diesel Queen in the the extensive (laughs) knowledge base. Man, fucking Diesel Queen would eat Aaron up in his little fucking skinny jeans and running shoes. Dude, she skull fucked the shit out of him. <laughs> Aaron Witt. But that wouldn't get the that wouldn't get the most likes though. It'd be when she's fully clothed. I tell you, Aaron Witt would come away from that as as like a virgin that lost it for the first time. And a do rag. <laughs> you know what? You already made a Napoleon Dynamite reference. He'd come back like Kip from <laughs> Napoleon for <sure>. Dynamite. <laughs> Instead of saying La Fonda, it's a D-Cell Queen, but clearly spelled wrong. He'd have his big old cat thug fucking jewelry on, gold chain. Yeah. Oh, my D-11. His cardboard sign would be a MacBook Air. Oh, dude! Oh, that was good. You man. know, I think I think one of these days we need to just get somebody on and fucking just do a full blown roast of them. Oh, dude, we already did with Brandon. That was good. That was good. That was good. But that was kind of like they led the show and roasted themselves. Yeah. Themselves. The problem is you got to somehow set somebody up and let them know what's happening. They got to be on board with it. And Aaron yeah. Witt ain't gonna sign up for that. His ego yeah. couldn't take it. Fuck no. Not when you have to buy it. Not when you have to buy a page so you have friends. There's, man, there's so much behind that statement. There's so much fudge packed in there. Dude, there is so much behind that statement that I ain't going to do on the air. There is. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was like, you know what? We'll dabble in it. Mm, mm. <laughs> there's so many things that it's come to light. Sounds, it, sounds like a, it sounds like a conversation that we should have over, you know, some lovely wings at whatever strip yes. venue we find in Vegas. Yes. Yeah, 100%. That's a. Mm. Oh, God. Throwback to Vegas, dude. Just the fucking Two Ubers. What was that? Just what was the that? Uber Ch- ride, dude. Oh, dude. Fucking Tesla rides. <laughs> we only went on one because we were trainable retarded and didn't we, realize we they didn't existed until like the Eric, last day. Eric was the one told us that. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, you want to go out to that fucking D line out there? Let's yeah. take the car. Yeah. What car? Rick and I have been fucking humping, humping it the whole time. 25 miles a day. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I bet we both well, lost like 10 the, pounds. Yeah, you guys taking this Tesla loop? You're like, the what? 
The Tesla loop is a is a loop in a Tesla where you don't have to walk everywhere. Nope. Where's that? It's outside the building that you're actually standing in. Right. It now. was like it was like 25 feet away. Yeah. From the door that <laughs> yeah. we went in and Meanwhile, out. Meanwhile, we're the two long. old dudes with our hips hurting because we've been walking so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to be there with fucking Walker. I went through fucking four sets of tennis balls that trip. <laughs> Two were in my mouth and one on my butt. The, yeah, it's not because Rick was at the end of the bed chewing on it either. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck, man. Well, well, Eric, thanks for being on, man. This has been a good time really? as our last minute fill-in. This, is, uh, this has been good. So, uh, your listeners are going to have to... Uh, <laughs> your listeners are going to have to uh, keep an eye out for some sweat and grind podcast stickers that I may or may not have. And I have decided that I'm going to start sticking on the end of these really expensive big cranes. Oh, so, that's nice. Right on the tip. <laughs> yeah, right on the tip. Dude, Although so- I did get I did get my first uh, DM the other day about somebody that found a sweat and grind sticker on a urinal in Vegas. And they could have swore. That I had mentioned it before, and I think I talked about it on the last time on the podcast. With you so guys, it could have been yours, or it could have been mine, because I went to whatever the fuck lot was all the way out there with all yeah. the cranes, and yep. I peppered like five of them with them. Yep, because I put them like in the urinal, and you're like, well, I put them, I put them in the portage. I'm like, well, I put them in the urinal, and you're like, well, that's a technique. <laughs> and then I remember sending you a picture of one of your stickers on a suitcase at the airport. Dude, you like, scared right, the so fuck out of us. <laughs> Well, so so the listeners understand. So we gave Eric, I don't know, 50 of these stickers or whatever. And we're like, yeah, go hog wild. And so Eric, after Con Expo, just starts sending us random pictures of places he's put the stickers. And we're like, this is badass. Well, then he sends us one of a suitcase. And he's like, yeah, I just slapped it on some random dude's suitcase. And we're like, too far! Too far! <laughs> Dude gets it, now he's hooked. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, you just, see me, just kidding. You just I see do me zooming my, Yeah, you just see me zooming my phone. You're like, sweating grams on the nose of that Delta plane. You're like, <laughs> yeah, get right. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <Abandoned> shit. <laughs> so if you're interested, here we go, Gorilla Marketing. If you are interested... We will send you 10 Sweat and Grime stickers if you send us an Instagram message with your address. We will shoot you 10 Instagram, or we will t- we will send you 10 stickers, but the caveat is you have to stick them and take a picture and shoot it to us of where you stuck the Sweat and Grime sticker. You can keep a couple for yourself, absolutely, but you have to sticker them someplace else and take pictures. So if you're interested, look us up on Instagram, Sweat and Grime. And please make sure when you talk to our door greeter that these messages get to Brian. Oh, by the way, wait, back the music down. I totally forgot. What? Back the music down. It's what worth now? it. What? Back the music down. God damn. What? What the you, fuck, you can't man? back down Stop erection. your music. Once Stop. erections it matters. No, 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 no. I just showed you a picture of your grandma. Oh. There it is. There it's gone. Hey. We what? had multiple donations come in this last week. Oh, well, thank you. And we had a $100 donation. Well, thank you And I you feel again. like a giant asshole. Well, you are. Because I tried to go in and see who donated, but I can't figure out how the fuck to find the name of the person behind the transaction. So for the guy who donated 100 bucks. I Thank can't you. tell you how much we appreciate it. Thank you for supporting the show. That is 100% rolling into marketing materials to grow the show. So thank you. Yeah, we are going to start marketing. And if you are interested, 
Absolutely. in helping support the show. Head over to PayPal. Look up Sweat and Grime. We should pop right up. You can donate there. We'll grow this bitch. Hey, Eric, thanks again for being on, man. Eric, exit, exit stage right with your line. Stay classy, San Diego, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, right. guys. You guys have a good one. We'll catch you on next week on Sweat and Grime. <laughs>